Welcome to the Two Fab Femmes Podcast with your hosts, Maggie Hill and Gina Cafaso. Conversations on every topic for women to survive in this great big world. Welcome back, Femmes. This is Maggie. And this is Gina. Oh, Gina. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing. So we're in this quarantine life, right? Hashtag quarantine life. Oh, yeah. And even though we're doing the Netflix and chill and the Amazon Prime and chill, that's a new thing, by the way, I'm going to call that. <laughs> Amazon Prime and chill. Prime and I like chill. It. I like it. Um, we're still, you know, we're still in our comfy sweats and no makeup and blah, blah, blah. It was actually really nice to sort of visit a little bit of Hollywood with our guest today. Mm-hmm. She is so enjoyable, so amazing, and I am super stoked that we uh, got to spend some time with her. Me too. Me too. She's fantastic. Wait till you guys hear this girl. She's going to be huge. Big star. Yes. She's already a star, but I think she's going to be a big star. Superstar. Big star. Superstar. 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 Yeah, and, and just a, a lovely, lovely personality, as gorgeous on the inside as she is on the outside. So we're really excited to bring you uh, somebody who is just going to blow your mind and has a new show starting on Prime May 1st. So mm-hmm. we will get into that. Uh, my quick apologies, however, I, man, when my... <laughs> <laughs> technology, good old technology, I tell you. Yeah, I got kicked <laughs> off the call because folks, as you know, again, quarantine life, we were Zooming. Everybody was calling in from their perspective uh, hideouts. And having just moved, Gina, I'm still getting all my stuff in order, believe it mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. Everybody in my area, the entire spectrum went down. Oh, geez. So here I am with that classic, did I pay the bill? Like, <laughs> I know, is that the first thing? Like, oh my God, did I leave the gas on? Yeah, Yeah. did I I pay the bill? Well, yes, of course I paid the bill, but we all went down. And so I got kicked off the interview um, at the last few questions that Gina uh, heroically took that ball, ran with it, and scored. So I have to tell you, it was so funny because I'm chatting with her and I'm like, why isn't Maggie interjecting? This is not like her. What's Where is her on? big mouth? Where is she? Where is she? And then I looked over at Zoom. I'm like, oh crap, she's not on the call. She's a goner. <laughs> I was like, that's why. Because I'm literally like kind of carrying it on going, uh-huh, okay. And I'm waiting for you to jump in. And I was like, she's not jumping in. What's going on? <laughs> well, oh, yeah. well, Maggie's certainly not shy. So right. that didn't happen. Right. Uh yeah, kicked off. Yeah, just totally gone. But I still wanted to ask more questions of her, Gina. I wanted to ask her about her fiance. I and, know, I know. And he's adorable. Uh, They're so, what a what a great looking couple. I mean, just, they look so in love in all the photographs. We didn't have a chance to talk to her about it. So, but yeah. Gina. Yeah. Can we have her back on soon? I would love to have her back on. Actually, it would be great to have her back on after the show airs. Yay! reaction that she's gotten from all her fans and all the fans of the show because I really feel this show is going to be a huge huge hit huge hit again sincere apologies for my drop-off yesterday thank you to Gina for for picking it up and taking it to the home stretch um but you know 
I don't care if we're quarantined or not, honey. We are walking into some sort of bar. And right now, that's my little wet bar. Yeah, me, it's my kitchen. But hey, you know, whatever works. That works. It's just really, just folks, so that you know, it's just a glorified wet bar. Like her kitchen is just, it's wine, it's vodka, it's maybe a little bit of food. No, I'm just A little bit of food, yeah. You open my refrigerator, it's all alcohol, just a little bit of food. All alcohol. Some Greek yogurt, some fresh I love it. Oh, it's too good. But uh, so for your cocktail, why don't you tell us about it, Gina? So you may think I'm crazy, but I just came off a 44-hour fast. Yeah. Good God. Yeah. 44 hours, that ain't fast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, it didn't feel fast. Actually, let me tell you, though, the first 36 hours, fine, no problem. You know, I was good. And then like hour 37, I was like, "Hmm, maybe a little hungry. And I'm like, okay, then I'm good. Then I'm good again hour 40 I was like oh god I gotta eat something (laughs) I would think for me that would be like 44 days yeah I would be just starving at any given moment how did you do it you know it's it's interesting well you you drink a lot of water coffee you can have coffee you can have tea uh you know but seriously no food so and then they I had an amino acid that I added to water to kind of help with the hunger a little bit and it was it was, it was fine. Uh, you know, and it was so weird, the cravings of food I was getting though, like a sandwich. I mean, you think I'd want like a steak or something, but no, I was craving a tuna fish sandwich, which oh my God. <laughs> was bizarre. So how so. did you fare? Usually when you do a fast like that, you wake up the following morning and in your case, five days later, um, yeah. <laughs> but did you wake up lighter and yes, I felt did- wrong. No. So what was interesting is Monday night, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep at all. So Sunday I slept fine. We had the start of the fast because you eat, you know, a big meal from like four to eight o'clock you can eat. So I ate a big meal and then I slept well. The next day though, I think my energy maybe was so high and I was drinking a lot of coffee. So that could be why. Oh Lord, yeah. But I couldn't sleep at all. I was tossing and turning. I'm like, oh, this sucks. So the next day I thought it was going to be really hurting, but I was fine. And I did some, you know, stuff to keep my mind occupied. I edited a podcast. There you go. And I, you know, went outside of my patio and was cleaning. So I, ha- I kept my brain occupied. So I wasn't thinking about it and it helped. It really helped. And it made it easy. And I was surprised how easy really it was. I didn't expect it to be that easy. And it's so. just water, Gina? Water, coffee, tea, just liquids, basically. Oh, good. So I can yeah. drink vodka. Yes, good exactly. I don't, I don't think vodka is recommended on a fast though, Maggie, but yeah. <laughs> now, you know why you can't drink vodka? Because then I'd start craving food. Yes. Yeah, that's true. A steak to go with the vodka. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. My buzzed binge. It yeah. happens. Yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, I know. But I'm going to go with a tequila sunrise because I did see the sunrise after the fast. So that's why I'm going with that. So that's oh, my drink. Nice. That's nice. My drink. And you can eat. I know. And now I can eat. And I'm watching what I'm eating. I'm not seeing a lot of weight loss. I'm just going to say that right now, but I'm hoping that it kicks in sooner than later. But I am feeling like, you know, I, I kind of kicked it off to start off eating a little differently and eating cleaner. And so, yeah, so that's, I love it. I love that's it. what I'm doing. So what about you? Well, I'm doing a cocktail that, um, you know, kind of fares well with our little starlet that we have on today. And it is called just that the starlet cocktail. Aww. And I feel legit bougie with this drink. <laughs> it's so pretty. Aww. So it's an orange vodka absinthe. Wait. Mm. black raspberry liqueur you Ooh. top that with champs nice. gotta have your champagne yeah and right. then you garnish with a raspberry hello how bougie Ooh, I? I like it 
Where is my faux fur rug? (laughs) I'm just going to lay on that nakey and drink (laughs) a drink. (laughs) And by the way, windows closed because nobody wants to see that. But anyway, (laughs) so that's my cocktail. Um, Yay. Yeah, I know. It sounds delicious. Yeah, it does sound really good. Really, really good. So Gina, let's get started and let's bring to our fans and listeners our fabulous starlet, Allegra Edwards. Are you ready, girl? I'm ready. Let's do this. Classically trained actress Allegra Edwards feels comfortable both on stage and in front of a camera. She attended Pepperdine University in Malibu and received her bachelor's degree in theater and television. She went on to get her MFA at the American Conservatory Theater in San Francisco. Her career in front of a camera started early as a child model, booking her first gig at 18 months old. However, her call to acting was so strong that she shifted her focus to acting, dance, and musical theater. She's been a professional actor for 10 years. Her training, passion, genuine realness, and evident humor lend well to her ability to transform into the characters she plays. Born in Palo Alto, California, Allegra now calls New York home, for now. She is very close with her family and is engaged to actor Clayton Schneider, who played Ethan Kraft on the Disney Channel series Lizzie McGuire and its film adaptation, The Lizzie McGuire Movie. Allegra appeared in several popular shows such as Orange is the New Black, Modern Family, New Girl, and Friends from College. She has a reoccurring role as Cindy McCabe on USA Network's Briar Patch, airing on Mondays. If you have not seen this show, it's a must, and Allegra is an absolute crack-up. She stars in the feature film The Social Ones, a mockumentary exploring the lives and anxieties of a group of social media influencers. And don't miss her starring role as Ingrid in the new Amazon Prime series premiering on May 1st called Upload from famed writer-director-producer Greg Daniels. So don't miss it and look out for Allegra Edwards as her career is about to take off and we couldn't be any happier for her. Welcome, Allegra. Hi, thank Woo. you so much for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate it. We so appreciate it, especially right now. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I mean, me too. We want our listeners to learn more about you. So tell our listeners about yourself. Well, yes, I am Allegra. Hi, <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs> to my voice. <laughs> um, I am uh, an actress and I, I'm Normally, under normal circumstances, I would be based out of New York City, but I managed to um, escape the city limits oh, and, and flee to Massachusetts, which is where I'm currently uh, hiding out at my parents' house, actually. Oh, nice. um, but yeah, I've been based in New York for about five years and um, and just a working actress, just, you know, grinding, uh, oh, just continuing to keep going. Now, are you originally from Massachusetts? Or... No, no, actually, I have oh. I have next to no emotional connection here, which is why it's so funny to be here. Um, my uh, I grew up sort of all over the place. I was born in uh, Palo Alto, California, and then um, moved from there to Pasadena, then to Virginia, then to Colorado, then to Hawaii, then back to Colorado. Ooh. Um, yeah, all before graduating high school. So. Oh, wow. um, yeah, so I tend to say that I'm from Colorado, but um, but yeah, I've been all over the place. Okay, sorry, not sorry. You're a Cali girl through and through. 
like us, like us. Great, great. If you want to, I'll own it. If you want to take credit for it, that's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> I will be eventually moving to California. So it's, it's bringing me back there. Um, Excellent. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's where I'll end up. It always felt like an inevitability. So all of that moving, Allegra, was that something uh, with your parents or was this, did you start your career early and it was taking you everywhere? What, what was the premise of the, all of that? Um, I mean, it was, it was kind of a little bit of both, actually. I, um, it's usually my dad would switch uh, jobs. He's in consulting and fundraising and he's really good at refurbishing companies and helping them get back on track. But then once he's done. He, I think he gets, he loses his excitement and um, somebody else needs help. And so he goes to the rescue and the family would go with. Um, it's sort of the best way I could explain it. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, although I do get a lot of questions about the CIA because most of the places <laughs> I lived had like a strong military presence too. And um, it's not lost on me. So my, my life could have been a lie and I'll just have to find out later. Oh, that's um, hysterical. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but then, so you know, along the way too, like, um, you know, I started auditioning when I was little. Um, I have always wanted to be an actress. And so I, uh, I auditioned when I was little. And then I went out to LA for a pilot season when I was 10 years old, which felt like a very big deal at the time. And uh, I, when I was seven, I went to New York to try modeling for a summer at Ford models. So I think, you know, my family was very open to the idea of uh, go where your passion takes you. And they fostered that in me from a very young age. And as a result, being uprooted is nothing new. So I, uh, I'm looking forward to putting roots down um, eventually and, and settling a little bit. But yeah, it, I think it ultimately has made me a bit more adaptable. So pros and cons. That's, yeah. And that's perfect for acting too, because you need to adapt and, you know, take on other characters and stuff like that. So it seems like that would be a benefit for you. Yeah, it really is. And especially when, like for the two most recent shows that I've worked on, they shot on location. So, so I went to Vancouver to live for a few months and then I was flying in and out of Albuquerque and the adjustment is, um, I mean, I haven't known anything else, so I don't have anything to compare it to, but I like to think that I can pretty much go anywhere and figure it out. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, we watched your stir crazy video for Cosmo, that drink you made. <laughs> oh my goodness. What did, what did you call it? The last resort. That was the name the of it. The last resort. Yes. <laughs> you know, just a, like a little caveat about that. I, I feel like I misread the directive, you know, I, <laughs> the, the goal was probably to make something delicious from what you had and I I was thinking okay make something entertaining and um what what resulted was regretful um it was it was it was a science experiment um and the question I've received the most is did you actually drink it and the answer is yes I really did oh um, my goodness so wait yeah. tell everybody what was in it because I just think it's just hilarious I think it's so funny okay so yes, so the task was to use whatever ingredients you could find in your kitchen and make a cocktail from what you had without going to the store. And what I had, um, 
you know, I probably had leftover creme de menthe, which I used. I used, um, uh, what was it? Like, I don't know if it was bitters or something. I can't even remember now. But then I went to my fridge and found pickle juice. I found oat milk um, and then uh, some apple cider vinegar. Um, I wanted to put white wine in there because that felt like maybe it would balance it out. <laughs> but my roommate said, don't you dare touch my bottle of wine. Um, and then uh, and then mix it all together. And um, Oh, it's chocolate syrup. Um, well, yeah, because that's was... necessary, you know, <laughs> oh, because yes. without the creme de la creme. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's all, I mean, really, I was trying to make a well-balanced cocktail that had full flavors and um, there you go. could really, you know, land on your palate and what <laughs> it, it just cleaned out my system. It, it, <laughs> so it's it was a, a rough day. It's a diet too. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a diet drink, that's for sure. I'll tell you what, I'm a appetite. vodka girl, and I don't think vodka would have even saved that. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but that's I so did. Funny. I mean, it was true. It'll get you. Um, it'll get you drunk, but it it will also clean out your insides. There you go. There you go. It's a twofer. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Exactly. <laughs> so aside from that, though, how are you coping with COVID nineteen and social distancing and you know yeah. staying at home? Gosh, it's been, um, it's been tricky. I love what you guys said. Uh, I think it was last week's episode or maybe the most recent one. You're talking about, you know, the, you're changing into an outfit to make it feel like you, you're, you're doing something or you're like reclaiming some sense of normalcy, um, giving yourselves projects. And, and I love that. And I think we've been trying to do that here in, in a way. It's been, it's been good being with my mom and dad. I feel grateful that they're here. However, one of the things that we talked about early on was how not to fall into a parent-child dynamic. Mm. Um, you know, I just turned 32 this week, so we had a little birthday party at the house, and there's, it's, it's weird to suddenly be back in mom and dad's house, it, and it's not, it's not a winter vacation. You know, it's like, this is, this is for the long haul. How can we talk to each other in ways that preserve my autonomy <laughs> and adulthood sure. and yeah, don't wow. like dip into old patterns. You know what I mean? And, and so one of the things that was necessary and that we've been doing actually every week is having a family meeting where we check in and take a temperature to ask how everyone is doing. That's fantastic. My dad. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's great. My dad gives it like a, a color scale. So if green is, I'm doing great and red is I could burst into tears, then you kind of give yourself a color um, anywhere in the middle. Um, yellow is sort of halfway in between. And then we'll, we'll just talk about where we are on a day-to-day -day basis. And then we have a rotating schedule for, for who's cooking dinner. So it's not like mom and dad are always cooking a leg or dinner. And oh, that's so smart. The benefits of that. Yeah. I love that. I love um, that. And then we've got a list of activities that we want to do together. And we have a big group calendar. So we know who's using which room at what time. We, we went real, we went hard, you know, <laughs> we went, we went board meeting on this. Oh, um, that's so great. Seriously, that's so smart. And you're yeah. absolutely right. Falling into those old habits. I mean, I have to admit, sometimes I would love to let go of the whole, uh, 
responsibility thing and move home? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Can I yep. move back into my yeah, room? Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, my mom keeps asking me, do you want to move back? Do you want to move in? Right. Oh, <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, I miss those days. But uh, yeah. I think that's that's all very smart. Happy birthday, by the yes. way. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was great. My um, my parents, they, they were like, well, we weren't really sure what, what you would want to do. So, you know, we're, we're really close to Boston. We're just right outside Boston. And they're like, on April 19th, 1775, the shot heard round the world started at this very location. We thought we'd drive by so you could see a part of history. Oh, I'm like, this is the cutest thing. That is you. so cute. Like, it was so yeah, 245th anniversary you of go. the start of the Revolutionary War happened to be on my birthday. Oh, wow. So they gave me like a like a homeschool kids educational experience in, in, to celebrate, you know. I um, love it. Yeah, it was great. And and then I, I um I watched a movie with my fiance over FaceTime and um you know, we had to restart it three or four times because the Wi Fi kept cutting out. Just like things you never thought you'd <laughs> to right. experience, but it was really sweet. And I'm I'm noticing that I, I I don't know about you guys, but I'm I'm noticing that this is a precious time, even though it can be really hard um and I want to get out of it I'm also noticing wow this might be the last time that I get to spend this much uninterrupted time with my parents and how can I how can I make the most of that um are you feeling that way with the people that you're spending time with and living with oh yeah absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. you know like I've I've been helping my parents too I go out for them because I don't want them going out because they're older and I don't want them you know exposed to anything so I've been doing all their shopping for them I feel like I'm you know they're I was I've joked about this before like their supply runner but you know but it's been (laughs) but it's been good to be able to you know be there for them support them and make sure they're healthy and they're okay so that's that's something that means a lot to me so yeah I totally get that yeah. yeah, I'm feeling like America's really gone back to the sort of 50s-esque, you know, family mm-hmm. uh, time together. And it's pretty interesting. I mean, short of, of course, social media and all of the streaming and the Netflix and chill, it, it really is. You're spending time with these people that you probably see maybe 5% all week. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, time without them is about 5%. It's, it's actually pretty cool. We'll look back yeah. on this and go, oh man, I wish I was, <laughs> I wish I was yeah, right. back and, yeah. and doing that. So unfortunately for a terrible reason, but it's, it's yeah. funny, you know, God's a funny guy that way. I always say, and it's, it's very interesting how, how yeah. the world has literally shut down and brought us to that point. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. agreed, agreed. Completely. So Allegra, tell us. Okay, modern family. Love it. Orange is the new black. So good. New girl. Friends from college. Briar Patch. Oh, my goodness. The USA Network has just got you written all over it. But we love those shows. How did you get your start? When did you get your, you know, big breaks? What's your favorite role been so far? Mm, mm, man, these are money questions. So I wanted that girl. <laughs> just like bam, bam, bam. Yeah. I think um so to start with, how did I start? I like I said, I I was always a very theatrical kid. I mean, I I went to go see 
musicals as a five-year-old. Um, my parents are actually very um, theatrical folks. My, my dad was an actor in the Bay Area for a few years before I was born. And, um, and that was always around and just in the environment. And then, um, and so from a young age, I think actually what like sparked the fire in me for TV and film was seeing the movie Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> it's a great movie it's such a popcorn movie though it's not like well when I saw the color purple I knew <laughs> I wanted to change the world it's like no when I saw Kieran Knightley running from pirates on a ship in the Caribbean I right? wanted to be there yeah it's, it's like, <laughs> totally. I'm with you Allegra that's more fun though come right? on <laughs> right come on I was like and that was the first time that I realized not just, oh, the story has transported me and I'm having a ball, but more than that, I was thinking about the process of making it. And because I, I think at that point, you know, I was in high school going, look at their costumes, look at their makeup, look at the special effects, look at the location. Like, that's not actually what Johnny Depp looks like. He must have had such a great time. And, um, and from there, I was fantasizing about film sets and, um, and basically, doing the ultimate version of theater, which is a fully immersive um, surround sound, like let's really convince the audience that all of this is happening. And when you're in a theater, you have to suspend your disbelief because um, you know you know that Peter Pan isn't flying, but in movies and TV, Peter Pan really flies. Yeah. And it's like right. the ultimate imagination <laughs> test. It's, it's pretty cool. So all that is to say that I always wanted to do it and I never explored anything else. I, I never, dip my toe in science I was never like a horse girl like could never do basketball it was just like one track mind for, for better or for worse and um so I went to college and studied theater and television at Pepperdine University and oh, thanks and then well done thank you yeah thanks and then I went on to graduate school and got my master's degree in acting at, oh wow um, yeah at uh ACT in San Francisco which is a wonderful theater company um and uh, then I moved to LA and had a really rough time. <laughs> mm. I think I think a lot of actors, especially ones that come right out of school, have an expectation to hit the ground running. Right. And okay, now that I've learned all these things, I can apply right away and, and um, I'll get work immediately. And sometimes, like in the case of a Lupita Nyong'o, that happens and it's wonderful and, um, so well deserved but for for most people there is no <laughs> there's no one route and and you've got to hustle for yourself and when you compare the process to like a a med student who then goes to an internship or a residency and is kind of on a track with actors you you it's so hit and miss and just because one person gives you their advice doesn't mean that it's going to work for you mm -hmm. um because so much is outside of your control so, you know, I had a few years of just auditioning for teeny tiny things and working at paper source and, you know, making $13 an hour and, oh, wow. you know, leaning on my parents and trying to audition as much as possible, but barely getting anything. And, and then I moved to New York City and that city uh, shifted things for me, my experience there. And maybe it was my attitude that changed too, but, um, something clicked and I started hustling in a different way. And I also had some people that were really going to bat for me and really believed in me and were advocating on my behalf. And 
um, getting really creative with ways to introduce me to casting directors. And so I, I started auditioning more um, via self-tape, which is where you have to record your audition and then submit it without meeting anybody face-to-face. And in the case of Modern Family and New Girl, along with Sandy Wexler, which is that Adam, Sam- Adam Sandler movie that was on Netflix, the still mm-hmm. is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I auditioned for all of those in a, like a tiny bedroom in New York City and never met a casting director face-to-face. They just booked me off of tape again and again and again oh, wow. in all of those different circumstances. And then I would fly to LA and live, well, not live, but sleep in my sister's dorm room at USC. I, I shared her, oh, her wow. bed oh, with her <laughs> so, so wow. that I could be a local hire in LA, even though I was technically living in New York. So my, you know, my sweet 19 year old sister at the time was well, here comes my actress, older sister, needs a place to crash. Do you mind if she stays in our dorm room? And, and I'm like, it's modern family. It's so exciting. And yet I'm, you know, I'm not going to make any money from this because I've got to pay for my own airfare. Oh, no. Um, but but it basically built up a, a resume that, like you said, these are well-loved, um, highly reputable, incredible shows with great people. And that's sort of how it started building is I had to think of it as like investing in the future. Absolutely. (laughs) And paying my way in the beginning. (laughs) You know, a girl's got to do, right? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. But it's interesting because when we, when we hear about people like, oh, she's on Modern Family, she's on Orange is the New, is the New Black. I love how real you are, Allegra, talking to us and saying, you know what, but I had to pay for my own airfare. (laughs) I had to do that. And it's, it's yeah. interesting to, you know, we folks out here going, really? Like, yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. and I just love the whole process that you did. Yeah, I'm crashing in your bunk. Here I come. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> move over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And the best thing about that is that my, my sweet sister, bless her, she's a sleep talker. Oh. sleepwalker so I wouldn't I wouldn't actually end up sleeping very well at all because she'd sit up and then it's, she's one of those sleep talkers that will open her eyes while oh, she's gosh. talking which is absolutely horrifying yeah. I mean it, it scared to death. Me out. Oh, oh, I mean my favorite she said she sat up in bed her eyes were open and again like I'm used to this I've I've you know I've been around her enough I know what's coming so it startled at first but then I'm like okay she's asleep she goes she goes no no Je ne parle pas bien de français. What? Which means, which means, which means, I don't speak French very well. And she said it in French. Perfect French. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> and then just, and then just went back to sleep. So anyway. So um, what did she say when yeah. you told her about that? Oh, she gets. I. I she. She's a little surprised, but then also I feel bad because she's also oh, she's basically embarrassed because she knows. Like her roommate, especially, uh, had come up with a system of coping with it. And like, Evangeline, you were doing it again. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, she gets really embarrassed. <laughs> but it's, but I think it's quite endearing, and it's, it's usually pretty funny and um, uh, definitely memorable. But she gets apologetic. She doesn't want to interrupt anybody. <laughs> okay, so, she's speaking yeah. in tongues. It's <laughs> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, right? Oh. I think it's a sign of genius. I think it means your brain's Yeah, I think so yeah. too. My goodness. So, girl, keep going. You're working something out in your sleep. So yeah, maybe they'll save yeah, the world. Really. <laughs> yeah. So um Yeah. And then you asked you also asked me what my favorite role has been so far. Is that right? Yes. Ingrid, which is the role that I play on upload, is definitely up there. Although it's hard for me to choose between that and uh this awesome role that I had on um, Briar Patch, which is the most recent show that I got to be a part of. They could not be more different from each other. And the thing that they have in common is, is that <laughs> you never know what they're going to be wearing next. And one of the things <laughs> that <laughs> got me so hooked in this business um, was was the opera this is so shallow but the opportunity to put on incredible clothes you know people talk enough about that but goodness me the things that people will put on me and and I I, I you know my friends and colleagues they don't look forward to their costume fittings but I love them I my costume fittings could go on for four hours and I wouldn't care but I've always been that way <laughs> Oh, people, that would be amazing. I know, really. And they right? fit everything to you. It's like, hello. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah, seriously. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's like a, my own montage moment, like pretty woman times four. It's so great. And oh. um, and then they get really creative with the stuff that they put me in. Um, and it's it's always colorful. And with these two shows, especially, it was uh, they were different versions of the same Barbie doll, just bright colors and great patterns. And But more than that, they're just, uh, both showrunners on these two shows, Greg Daniels for Upload and then um, Andy Greenwald on Briar Patch, they gave me so much freedom and nice. trusted me and just let me play and um, improvise. And they wanted to hear my ideas and just explore. And that is a very empowering thing, you know, when someone trusts you enough to just throw you the ball and see what you do with it. It, it makes you want to be better. <laughs> oh, that's so great. That's so great. And you mentioned yeah. your show Upload. So this is a new show yeah. Uh, yeah. that's coming out soon. So tell us about it. Uh, what's yeah. it about? Yeah, so um, Upload is set in the year 2033, which is the not so distant future. That's really right around the corner if you think about it. Mm -hmm. And in 2033, the idea is that they've come up with a way to save someone's consciousness to a digital afterlife of their choosing. Um, so if you know you're preparing for death, if you know that it's coming up or around the corner, you, you may sign up for an upload plan, not unlike a cell phone plan or a retirement home where um, if you have enough time to figure it out, you can start saving up for your digital afterlife. And each afterlife is run by a different corporation on earth. So. Apple has like a beach resort called Apple Cove and Facebook has like a casino resort that's called Aeon or something that you would find in <laughs> Vegas. Awesome. And then the one that we're um, uh, based at, this one that most of the show premise takes place on, it's called um, Lakeview by Horizon. And it's meant to look sort of like a mountain lodge resort. So that's the, that's the macro. And then the micro is that there's a a young man named Nathan who gets into um, a self-driving car accident and um, I love it. Self-driving. I love that it's self-driving. It's, it's a self-driving <laughs> car accident, which, you know, is uh, interesting in and of itself. Like how did right. that happen? Right, um, right. But, 
but he doesn't have an upload plan because he's young and um, why should he have to worry about it yet? And his girlfriend, Ingrid, played by yours truly, um, basically pushes him into, um, or rather convinces him to uh, upload to Lakeview, which is where her family has all of their upload plans. Um, but he he makes that decision in a in a rush and realizes once he gets there that his account is under her control so he can't upgrade anything he can't put extra creamer in his coffee unless his girlfriend who's alive on earth can sign off on it so um so yeah oh my god (laughs) i'm basically in charge of his data plan if you think of it like a family plan you know it's like when mom and dad turn off your your um your data for the month uh, so what is their dynamic between the two characters though were they I mean like <laughs> tell us a little bit about your character and how you know how she plays yeah, yeah. so um Ingrid is she's very image focused um she cares about how she looks she um is pretty devoted to Nathan and I think she sees them lasting long term um she had high hopes that they were going to get married and um uh and maybe they will still. I think she would really love that to happen. You know, from his perspective, um, she might be described as controlling, narcissistic, and a little selfish. But I like to think of her as being very um, clear-headed, very ambitious, very driven. Very in control of herself. Yes, Yes, there you go. Detail-oriented. And um, she's got a clear vision for her life, and she wants to execute it. So... Yeah, I it's it's funny to read the descriptions that people have. You know, a couple of reviews are starting to come out, and I'm I'm reading how people are viewing Ingrid and going, okay, yeah, okay, <laughs> I get it, um, but I don't know if she would see it that way. So, oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> when does the show air, and where can people find it? Yeah, so it's an Amazon Prime original. Um, so you can, you'll be able to stream it on Amazon prime starting May 1st. So it's just around the corner. That's fantastic. Well, is it, is it sad that I'm actually treating my husband like that every day anyway? (laughs) I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just connecting going, "Mm, yeah, that sounds right. Sure. (laughs) You know, I don't know if it's sad. I think the circumstances make it a pressurized environment. I think we should all be given a little leeway. Yes. Um, I agree. Yeah. I think a lot of women can will relate to this big time. Really, yeah. and, and wish that it could happen that way. I think. Yeah, well, we always know what's best. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she's like, I can keep track of you. I can make sure you're doing okay. I can oh, God, see what you're so putting funny. in your coffee. I can, you know. And then we have this really fun bit where she's, she, all of a sudden, his outfit will change mid sentence, and it's because <laughs> the skinny jeans came in, and um, his pants, his pants will change. Oh, that's um, hysterical. Because she's doing online shopping and wants to see what they look like on him. Oh my gosh, um, that is the best. Oh, I yeah. can't wait for this. This is going to be great. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's, it's really hysterical. And, you know, Greg Daniels is the creator and showrunner, like I said, and he's, he's responsible for The Office, for Parks and Rec. He's, um, he wrote on um, SNL, on The Simpsons for like five or six seasons. He, he created King of the Hill. So he's got such Huge. a strong yeah. comedy pedigree and, and background and, and one of his strengths is creating um, just 
multifaceted characters that you you want to hate but you can't um and you learn to love and that that are really struggling and are not perfect but are doing the best that they can and and I think he's really created that with this ensemble and not just with Nathan and, and Ingrid but with with all these other characters too it's pretty delightful I can't wait to see it I'm so excited it sounds I know, so me fun too. <laughs> good <laughs> hopefully you'll just you know I'm I'm hoping that it's very um binge worthy they're they're just half hour episodes there's 10 of them and you know if you're craving new content which I think a lot of people are oh yeah yeah and definitely. it's a pretty pretty easy watch oh that's fantastic so it sounds like Allegra that what's happening now is probably the biggest highlight of your career so far oh yes although yeah um (laughs) although you know I think for sure this show is the biggest thing that's ever happened to me and and I a highlight was that first table read for upload that we did back in if you can believe this 2017 Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was I was cast in this in December of 2017. And um, it's been a long time coming. So the fact that we're a week away, it feels, it feels surreal. It's like, oh, is it going to get yanked away at the very last second because we're so close? But yeah, this this particular season of doing press from my bedroom is not what I expected. <laughs> but, um, but I'm learning a lot. I've got a I've got a green screen, a giant eight foot green screen in my parents' house. And they're poking their head in going, wow, what do you got in here? This is pretty incredible. (laughs) I never would have pictured this, but but it's it's where we are. It's what's going on. Yeah, right. What can you do? I mean, of all times for your show to launch, everybody's home. Yes, <laughs> right. I, reality check here. This is going to yeah. be huge. Right. It's true. Right. Really huge. It's true. It I, feels I just like that's a, awesome. Thank you. And it, feel, it feels like a would you rather, you know, like yeah. we've got these massive, beautiful billboards that are popping up on Sunset Boulevard and like outside Times Square. And, and I'm, I'm like, you know, oh man, I, I wish I could see them. I wish I could see them. But would you rather see the billboards or have everybody so excited to see your show? Like that's what Absolutely. I'm about, you know, right, like right. sharing the story, sharing the content, like getting people excited about what I've been excited about for almost three years. And if if it were down to that, I would absolutely prefer, you know, people to be hungry for it. And, and you know, if they're not great circumstances, people are really struggling. It's hard. Right. It's it's um it's a rough time for the world so so my hope is that it it adds a little joy and a little escape and does for everyone else what Pirates of the Caribbean did for oh, me yeah <laughs> I can't wait I know I can't either and I think people need to laugh right now I think they oh, need man. something humorous and fun and uplifting yeah. you know because it's just there's so much going on it's just this I think it's a great time for this and I think people really enjoy it sounds really I fun. hope so Thank you. Yeah. Well, you guys have to let me know what you think. Oh, um, yeah, definitely. Because because uh, we'll we'll see we'll see. So, yeah. so and you're a writer too, right? You write also? Yeah, I do. Oh. I mean, yes, I have been. I'm my confidence in writing um, is you know right now under construction, but I think uh, I've I've been co-creating this um, sketch show with my writing partner Elise Brando. 
who is um, so funny. She's a she's a great comedian, and uh, she does fabulous impressions. And she and I worked together um, a while ago and hit it off. And you know, you probably maybe feel this way with each other when you know somebody that you can just bam, 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 rapid fire with, and they understand you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so um, invigorating and it very energizing. And I didn't think of myself as a writer until I felt comfortable enough to write with a partner. And so she keeps me accountable. I keep her accountable and then we'll, you know, we'll share with each other and it, it creates a, a very playful, fun, safe space to, to try. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we've, we've got a, we've got an idea for a sketch show that I'm pretty excited about. So that's kind of a nice thing to sort of have on the back burner. So what gets your creative juices flowing though? Like when you're like, what is your process, your creative process in terms of acting and writing? Do you need time to kind of absorb a character or like when you're writing, do you need like alone time or how do you just, what is your process? That's a great question. I think sometimes, so silly voices uh, just sort of pop up. I'm, uh, this is a weird thing to say, but um, it could be as simple as hearing someone um, uh, talking to themselves, walking down the street and going, oh my gosh, that, what would that, if, if that person had a full monologue, what would it sound like? And um, one thing that Elise and I have been playing a lot with is if objects had conversations, what would they talk about? And the what feels like it has a lot of juice for me is, you know, things like what does the fridge see and what is the fridge's opinion? Um, and, and just like going off on that and seeing where it takes you. It was so funny. The other day I came up with a character because I've been doing, have you heard of um, Rent the Runway? Do you know what Rent yes. the Runway oh, is? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I live in Rent the Runway. I love it so much. Um, and so rent the runway you can rent clothing and you know swap it out as many times as you want and it's a way to you know sustainable shopping what have you and I got this sweater and I put the sweater on and I felt (laughs) I felt cute but I also felt like maybe not myself I felt like a little I I looked at myself in the mirror and I went oh I should I look like I should be at Vail or at Aspen I feel like I feel like I'm a I'm a mother who took her family skiing and um, and they're trapped now on the side of the mountain and there's a fire pit. And it sometimes it's, it's as simple as that. It's a sweater. And I did a little character thing that was like 30 seconds long just because I didn't look like myself anymore. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. What a creative, I mean, that's so creative too. Like just like looking at yourself in the mirror in a different sweater to come up with a whole character. I love yeah, that. I think that's yeah. so great. Well, and you know, Elise and I have been playing with, um, with Instagram filters. Those are so, that's like a whole just appetizer platter of little inspirational snacks because each filter either transforms your face or it gives you a new background or it sparks an idea. She did this amazing bit about Princess Leia because there's a hologram um, filter and she did, she did her version of the, you know, help me Obi-Wan Kenobi you're my only hope um but it was it was the behind the scenes version and it was all because she saw the hologram and went oh this reminds me of dot 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 so there's 
you can find inspiration. You just gotta, you just gotta look for it. You just gotta be open to it, you know? Right. right. <laughs> yeah. Where can people find your sketch show? Where are, is it out yet? So it's not, it's right now we're still um, developing it and we're in the process of getting ready to pitch it to production companies, which is super exciting. And hopefully more information about that will be coming soon, but you can follow me on Instagram. I, I tend to post little stories and bits and this and that. My handle is at a rose by name. Um, and that's because Rose is my middle name and I'm so clever. Um, and then Elise is at Elise Brando, B-R-A-N-D-A-U. And then, oh, nice. um, yeah, you can, you know, find me on IMDb. I'm going to try to be on Twitter more. I'm not, no, I'm not a Twitter. I'm not, I'm not a Twitter. I'm with you. I'm just not, I'm not a Twitter. Like Maggie loves Twitter. She's on Twitter all the time. I'm yeah. not, it's just not my thing. It's not well, my thing. It's funny. Cause it feels like it should be my thing. Cause there's there it's. Um, it's such a great opportunity to just try out jokes, um, which I love. And, you know, I love just wordplay. And it's a very, uh, I don't know, it's a nice, smart, thinky medium, whereas Instagram is so much more like visual candy, right? Um, right, right. But I just, it feels, I think what it is, is I, I try to guard myself from being too glued to my phone. And I, as a result, I've been avoiding certain apps and like holding out, you know, um, right, right. but it's time. And I, and I, I think that now, especially with Briar Patch and with Upload, it's, um, it's necessary because people use those platforms to interact with the content right. that they love. And um, I've been saying too, like social channels, like Facebook and Instagram have seen a big increase because people are stuck at home and they're trying to communicate to their friends and exactly. You know, and, so it's definitely something that's, you know, a good tool, but also there's a caveat to that too, where, you know, there's certain things on social, like, you're like, can you believe what people are saying? I mean, it's that kind of thing. And then you're seeing right. people arguing back and forth about what their beliefs are on this. And mm -hmm. so it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting time. It really, really is an interesting time. Truly. But. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see if I get a little more active on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Keep an eye out for me. Hold me accountable. Yeah. Keep me in we'll check. We'll follow you. Well, you know what's interesting? We just got suspended from Twitter and we don't oh. know why. So I'm thinking, did someone find like our, one of our podcast episodes? Like, I don't know. We can't. And it could have been as simple as we didn't update our password or something like that. Sure. Or it could But they're be not drama. getting back to us. So we don't know why. We're like, why are we suspended? What do we do? How do we do that? How do we fix it? So That's crazy. It's, yeah, it's super. I don't know. It was just random. We're like, it, okay. It feels like it would be in their best interest if you knew why so that you could right. fix it or right. take ownership, whatever you needed to do or, or steer clear of events in the future that you know that would have otherwise you know created the same problem so it's it seems a little weird that they haven't gotten back to yeah. you about it i know um, i was like what's going on people so i don't, hey. I don't really i don't know Wow. But we have just one more question for you. So we do this it's our little shtick that we've Great. been doing since we started our podcast and we ask all our guests what would your personal bumper sticker say i love this question i love these kinds <laughs> of questions too this is so great um I would say my personal bumper sticker is expect to be surprised. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So why, why did you choose that though? What's the, what's the reason yeah. behind that for you? Um, I think, uh, <laughs> I think 
people have an idea about me when they see me, and then I think they have an idea about me when they meet me, and then, and then I think I tend to think that I turn their expectations on their side, and I may look icy and cool, or I may look, um, you know, airheaded, or I'm, I, there's a lot of stereotypes that that people carry with them just based on what they look like. And uh, I'm sure we all come up against that in, in all kinds of different ways. And for me, I think people are surprised by my sense of humor. I think they're surprised by how soft I am. <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty smushy on the inside. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I think they're surprised by how quick I can be. I'm pretty, I'm pretty quick. Um, oh, well, just yeah. in our short time with you, we've experienced that. So we're so thankful that you came on the show. We're super mm-hmm. excited for your new show. Great. I think it's going to be a hit. I just feel it in my gut. It's going to oh, be a big hit. Thank you. So, tell yeah. your friends. And um, I'm so appreciative. It was really nice to talk to you guys. And uh, Nice to talk to you thank too. Thank you so much for having me. It was really fun. And good luck with everything, everything <laughs> in your future. And with the show coming up, I just I have good, good feelings for you, girl. I think you're, you're going to do fantastic. So thank good luck you. with everything. Thank you. That's so nice. We'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. And now for your survival tip of the week, Maggie, take it away. Well, Gina, I think Allegra had some great ideas that we should just repurpose for our own selves. So, Femmes, if you want to be like our little starlet, Allegra Edwards and her family, Gina, I thought the calendar idea was awesome. I know. I know. I really like that a lot, especially if you have multiple people living in the house. That's such a great idea. It's such a great idea. Good. So they, they calendar who's cooking what night. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really important. Mm Mm-hmm. And it gives like the chance too for children to cook something. It's kind of a fun little thing too. Maybe you're cooking in the kitchen with them, but they're serving it or whatever. I mean, it's just fun to get them involved and help out. A big collaborative effort. Yeah. They also calendar in time when they do a whole cooking together thing, which I think is really fun and family oriented. Yeah. I love that. Love that. I think the funny one though is like just going total corporate at home. Like I'm, I'm booking this room for this time. (laughs) (laughs) I would be in the dining room between 5 and 7 p.m. (laughs) But it's brilliant as well, right? Right. Well, because you need alone time too, because too much togetherness, like we said in our past episode, is just sometimes it's a little too much. So to actually have your own room for a few hours that, you know, you get to do your thing, whatever it is. And just, you know, if you're reading a book, whatever you're doing, you know, like in Lakers case, she was recording interviews with the green screen behind her. So, you know, hey whatever works. But I, I definitely agree, you know, agree with that. I think it's a good thing. Definitely. But if you live in a studio, that's, you know, Oh yeah. You've got to just kind of opt for the window seat. I think. Yes. <laughs> get your headphones out. Exactly. I get, I get the door. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. That's so funny. There should be a bathroom though. Right. So the bathroom. I was say, yeah. yeah. If you live with your man, um, he usually calls the bathroom his throne and office. So yeah. there's his space and you get the window at all times. There you Very go. Nice. That works. <laughs> so thanks Allegra for that great tip. And ah, uh, this was fantastic. 
Find all our episodes at twofabfems.com or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So stay tuned and stay fierce. I don't, can you hear my cat in the background? No, actually, you can't hear okay. her at all. Okay, good. Okay, I'm paranoid because he's, um, he's a Siamese. He's a real talker. And <laughs> it's no afternoon time. Okay, great. I'll tell you, we're um, all quarantined, so you may hear my cats here shortly. So it's oh. everybody's welcome. Everybody's yes. welcome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay. We do not discriminate. <laughs>